Welcome to Basement Side. I'm your host, Greg, aka Deeg. I'm here with Matt Dev and Taylor, <laughs> who has worse than bad luck. Hi. Hi, guys. So, how's it going? This is a first for Basement Side. We're all here on camera, awkwardly staring at each other. How do you think this is going to go? Poorly. Awkward. Okay. One of our uh, significant others is going to accidentally walk in the room completely naked. That'll blow up my stream. And just. So just gape a butthole. Right. It's going to be mine. <laughs> mine always just walks up to my desk and she doesn't know that I'm using a camera. So tits out. Yeah. Okay. Well, stay tuned for that, guys. Um, we got a fun show today. Usually the basement side format is very topical. We pick something, we go at it. Today, though, we're going to try a little bit more of a newsy type format. Ping pong between a few topics and uh, just bullshit like we always do. Um, so, yeah. First topic I have here is Team Fortress Classic Beer League. That is indeed a topic. That is indeed a topic. TFC Beer League. So what is the TFC Beer League? Eeny, meeny, miny, Taylor. Uh, it's where people get drunk and play Team Fortress Classic. And what is Team Fortress Classic? What happens if you don't, what happens if you don't drink like Taylor? <laughs> then you're probably going to win because you won't be intoxicated. It's the Water League? <laughs> no, uh, Beer League is just um, frizz saw how many people were coming back because we were all stuck inside our homes due to a pandemic and just decided to make a little league for the hell of it that's five versus five and it's he's got 10 teams now so apparently there's enough of us who actually want to play the game in 2020 oh yeah yeah i was chatting with frizz about this the other day um he he i think he anticipated getting like maybe like 10 to 15 people two or three teams going. I think he hoped for four teams. That's what you need to make a league. We have 10 now. And uh, 5v5 format, it's a lot bigger than I think anyone really thought it could be. It's almost like the the TFC community, all these these old tryhards have like sipped from the, the, the fountain of digital youth when it comes to, you know... <laughs> It's a good way to describe it. It's what it feels like. Like it feels like it feels like this whole uh, pandemic is driving everyone indoors back to their uh, degenerate roots. Yeah, yeah. No I mean, I'm staying up till three or four a.m. and hating myself the next day quite often. And it's still this game still feels unbelievably good. That's the part that I find crazy is that it's old as shit, but everything else just feels I don't know slow and sluggish. I guess whereas this is just very fluid. Yeah, it plays really well. It's sort of like, it's one of those things, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things have changed to make it more appealing to the, or a lot of things have changed in gaming to make it more appealing to the newer generation. So like this game had a really high learning curve, right? Like it, even with Will, who was playing with us for the first time ever, like a few days ago, right? You had to kind of like baby step him through it or kind of like hold his hand yeah. through the process because it is like such a high curve. But like once you understand that curve, it does actually feel really well and it moves really fast, but it's not conducive to newcomers at all. Yeah. Well, if he was playing other newcomers, I think it would have been a lot more graceful. You know, right. people getting lost right. on, well, on, on the bridge between bases. That's that's the newcomer experience. Uh, he was playing with yeah. a bunch of people who have put in, I don't know, I think everyone in that group has put in at least 2,000 hours into the game. If at least, I'm sure more than that. Yeah, way more than I've that. I've been watching the, uh, the the Steam profiles of uh, some of the. So there's a, a small community of TFC players who never stopped. Uh, uh, actually, there are a few of them. I think I thought there was just the in-house guys, but seeing the people coming into the league, I'm seeing other communities like the 420 community, who I don't know much about, um, besides right. the obvious. And um, 
what I'm what I'm seeing is that some of these guys have like five, six thousand hours of Team Fortress Classic on their Steam profile, and that's just since Steam started logging. So none of my hours in TFC were ever logged. These guys have put in five thousand hours since I quit. Yeah, I don't think the logging. About so much of this, so much of the like the hours that we put into it were pre-Steam as well. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and what Steam started logging in what like 2012 something like that? I think it was 2008. Yeah, it was that, and, and that was long after I quit. <clears throat> yeah. So so yeah, all the hours that we put into the game didn't get logged, but ugh, I'm glad I can't see that because I'm sure it is a massive. Oh, I want to see it. I want to know. Like, I know how many wow. hours I put into WoW. I mean, that's not true. I lost that account. But Guild Wars is another game I put a lot of time into. Uh, like the Skyrim's, uh, Planet Side, Warframe. I think it's cool to see those numbers. Yeah, I wanna. Um, I wish Lat was here right now because I want to make fun of him for not making that Battlement Conk joke yeah. on the video that's playing right yeah, now. Yeah, so <laughs> we were supposed to have our buddy Lat, uh, better known as Davis, in the worldwide community of video games today, but uh, he had a conflict, so he had to drop out. But yeah, Lat is one of those in-house guys. I think he um, he is he's pretty monstrous at this game, and he started playing after we quit too. Yeah, he started in two thousand seven. Right, he started in two thousand seven. Apparently, his parents played the game. Yeah, his parents played with us allegedly. That's so cool. So if if we had had kids, you know, early early on, they could be playing TFC now. Yeah, it's very true. It's a little creepy. Okay, um, so right. The beer league. How are you guys feeling about the matchup of some of the emerging, re-emerging veterans against some of these, uh, some of these in-house and 420 and guys who kept the light on? You mean, how are the people who haven't played in 15 years going to fare against the people who have been playing for the past 15 years? Yeah. Poorly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poorly. It will be a steamroll. It, it, it is it's going to be though. bad. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Like, yes, they're going to win, but I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as we might think because the one of the things that the Lat has always said too, and I've kind of recognized this with the in-house guys, is that um, a lot of like the way that in-house is played is really similar to how like two v twos and three v threes used to be played when we were playing, right? So back back then, the way that you would find some of these matchups is you'd go to IRC spam a bunch of like people's uh, chat rooms, right? And say, hey, we're trying to get a 2v2 going, come to this channel um, and play with us, right? And so it was a very casual like scrimmage type thing in a way where one team played offense and then the other play team played defense and then you swapped, right? Um, and, and the mechanics of that style of playing was so like, it was very different than the real world matches, right? So you, the communication was different. It was much more individualistic in a lot of ways. And the way that in-house has kind of evolved is around that sort of like individualistic like play style. Um, but the thing is, is that the way that the beer league is designed is actually more designed for the old play style. And so it, that I think is going to throw them a little bit for a ringer. Um, but I still think they're going to win because again, they've been playing for the last 15 years. Yeah, that's part of the appeal is we, and I like this because we, we all have a shitload of nine versus nine experience and five versus five, but the idea is to play all these new maps or not new maps, but just the irregular maps that weren't played a lot, but then also have like the sniper, which never happened back then. It's just, it's to be different. Right. So hopefully it throws them out of their comfort zone and they don't completely steamroll everyone to their inevitable victory. I hope so. 
Yeah, but we will. And, you know, at least all of us have successful careers and they still live with their parents. So it's all good. <laughs> Shots fired. As I drink this lovely, fine burgundy Shots fired. in my glass. So I think <laughs> there are two teams registered for the beer league right now who are comprised of those, that, that kind of group that we're all terrified of. Um, one of them, the one that, that Lat's playing with, I think has, has come out and said, look, we're not here to sweat. We're here just to have fun. We're going to play off classes. I still think they're going to steamroll, but whatever. The other team, though, um, featuring um, famous recluse Wheaties. Uh, I don't think they've made any such statement. Dude, Wheaties and Doug are total tryhards. They're going to destroy everyone and be pissed if they don't. <laughs> they're going to get tilted and sweaty, and their palms are going to get sweaty as, they, as soon as they start like losing a little bit, and then they're just going to completely dust everybody. So there's a, there's a new angle to this that I'm super looking forward to. Is the TFC has never been on Twitch, really. And I'm I'm gonna be Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Right. So we're trying I'm trying to bring TFC into the twenty first century, right? I mean, I guess it's predominantly within the twenty first century, but um I'm gonna be broadcast century didn't change. <laughs> it, it's it's metaphorical. So I'm gonna be broadcasting TFC beer league matches on Friday nights, uh, for the ten weeks that the season's gonna run. So that's seven weeks of regular season and three weeks of playoffs. And I am super fascinating to see how these matchups are going to go i i kind of feel like you do matt i mean i think those guys they're going to win i don't anticipate much in the way of upsets but i think that we are going to see a really fun clash of um competitive culture between the folks who are more offense versus defense oriented which is kind of the the style of the game that that's prevailed over the years because it's smaller and easier to organize um, and also, I mean, there are other things to the format too, which if Lat were here, he could talk about versus the format that we're all acquainted, which is the big, messy, everyone does everything at the same time, um, eight versus eight format shrunk down to five players. Mm -hmm. When we were talking about the well, league, I, yeah, go ahead. I was the, the part that I'm most looking forward to about this is I don't give a shit <laughs> how I perform. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing at stake at yes. all. So if I lose yes. fucking whatever, so it's just fun whereas it used to be like uh oh we need to win because reputations matter at that point in time as a late teens early 20s person i have a but feeling now i don't give a fuck. i think it's going to come back man i think it's in these players bloods these players blood yeah you think when the match starts that we're all going to like try hard i think it's going to come right back dude win? i think it's going to be like getting like riding a bike people are going to remember the rivalries um it's very possible you know yeah <laughs> There's gonna be some mad shit talking. Yeah, there there are uh, 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 two teams that are in the tournament that come out of our kind of like MH. Uh, formerly, you know the so we have a Discord of uh, players from Misdirected Hostility, mild TFC clan that you know we added a bunch of people in, and that little sub community has two different teams, and I think there's gonna be some interesting words exchanged when those matches come around. So one of the things that I suggested, actually, maybe to make, there's going to be shit talking regardless, right? But I think it would be interesting to give us a little bit of an edge up is that we could practice against each other because like, and just, <laughs> yeah, right. And then like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Yes, we're competing. Well, let's, let's practice against each other. <laughs> Fucking, what is it? What was that called? Scrimmaging with each scrims, other? Scrims, baby. Yeah. 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 Well, let's do some scrims and just like, you know, the two teams will just start, uh, Using it as a way to like get some good Look, setups. And... I mean, we kind of do that already. We're all staying up. I can't. That's what I'm having so much fun with is like 
10 of us all hop on and play TFC till 3 a.m. Yeah. Until the first person finally says, I got to go to bed. And then it dies immediately because yeah. we all realize how late it is. Reality check. But <laughs> it's super fun still. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, when I play Quake, I really find that I just zone out eventually because I don't, I don't do exceptionally well in Quake. I do probably 100% average, but my skills in TFC are coming back. And it's a lot of fun to do well in the game. Mm -hmm. So it's it's entirely possible that when a match starts, I'll like I don't I don't I didn't ever I didn't ever pull a Greg during a match. Pull a Greg? What are you talking about? Pull a Greg. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, you mean take it take you mean you mean you mean uh, uh deliver a reality check to the freeloaders in the team? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I get sure we'll call me the freeloader there. <laughs> Wait, what did you? What, I don't even know about this drama. Yeah, you did. No, there was just an MH version two, the worst version of MH, MH two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, we were getting trashed in a match, which was par for the course. Yeah, that in MH version two, yeah. and um, Greg was losing his shit, mm. and I said, "It's just a game. Calm down." And his response was, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I think that I love that moment because it so crystallizes uh, the two. I think uh, 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 suspended realities of the TFC community is everyone knows we're just playing a fucking video game, but we're yeah. all taking it seriously anyway. Right. I, I do That's hope the there's beauty. shit talking because that was half the fun back then. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to happen. And look, I'm in a position to to facilitate the shit talking because I'm going to be you know the broadcast guy. So I'm going to do my best to highlight those rivalries. By the way. Anyone who's listening, who's going to be playing in this league, look. I know everyone loves funny, cute little theme names for your for your your teammates when you're playing. It's fun. I get it. But listen, I'm going to tell you from a broadcast perspective, from a viewer perspective, it's confusing. So if you're playing, I seriously encourage you to use a name that when someone views this another stream of another match from you in three weeks, they know it's the same player from before. You know, just. You're gonna have a real fucking hard time when everyone uses a variety of my name. Yeah, I know now a, that I'm saying this, point, it's gonna go the opposite statement. direction. Yeah, didn't think that. Yeah, through. because I feel like I change my name pretty much every single game that I play. <laughs> and yours is always offensive in some way, so you're gonna yeah. make so it'll be it'll be clear to identify me. It's the most <laughs> offensive name. <laughs> yeah. Who was the guy? Who was it? Someone was complaining in the last one that the announce that Vat was sounding too favorable for the other team like that that's that's how well, it goes yeah, that, yeah. what thought you said that there's a guy who got upset because vat was saying that the other team was performing far better oh and, and the turns push out tournament. it was true they were keeping them yeah in the push right tournament. so so vat's uh, another friend of ours who's leading a team actually broadcast boys shout out and he uh he has a twitch uh stream and he hopped on and did like a three-hour stream of a push tournament and uh the famous TFC drama just bubbled right up, exactly like we're talking about. Um, someone was well, upset. Apparently, this guy was also biased coverage. watching the stream in real time and cheating, sort of. Yeah. So when you do it, be sure to have a delay. Yeah, I got to figure that out. I have it on low latency mode right now, but we're going to put some kind of a delay on there. There's got to be an option. Twitch is a massive esports platform. Yeah. Surely they have it figured out. But yeah, it'll be, uh, I think, the first... The deadline's tomorrow yeah. for teams, so I think the next week is when matches are supposed to start happening. Yeah, I think that the the schedule's going to get announced uh, this weekend, and I'm also going to put out the sign-up form for teams who want to be on the stream. 
So uh, on the way it's going to work for the broadcasts is we're going to have uh, two one-hour slots happening at uh, 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern, slot 1, slot 2, being uh, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. And it's basically going to be quick pre-match interview, the game itself, which is two 15-minute rounds, and we'll do a post-match. And that also leaves enough time for overtime if there's actually a tie, because I think that uh, there's a provision for that in the league rules. I just want to point out that it's now really hilarious when one of us walks away for a second because there's just an empty screen. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... Matt screen, there's just no one I saw there that. Now. I saw that. This is a first for basement side, is you actually get to see the walk away. Previously, it was just um, the, the sudden quietness. Now I'm watching... I hate to see him go, but I love to watch him leave. Now I'm watching his background to see if I could pick anything out. You know, like anything he was obviously not wanting to put on the stream. Sure, he's watching porn as he does this. There's, he was probably leaving to clean up. Oh, his we gear. can see his screen probably. We need to zoom on that. So there are some guys on the stream right now. Enhance. I see you guys. Some of you very techie folks. <laughs> we need to enhance. And I've done everyone a disservice by seriously compressing. Actually, I can make it bigger. Will it actually show up? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fuck with my stream. Screw that. I will not be able to get it unfucked. Destroy everything. So, <clears throat> okay, let's talk predictions for the beer league, Taylor. You are full disclosure. You're on team 2K1, right? Yes. You're on team 2K1. Um, I'm on team NH. Uh, and um, so besides your own team, what who do you think is likely to win? Which team? Well, you know the answer to that. Uh, it's definitely going to be between Stack or uh, Master Baiters, I think. Because that's the group of people who haven't ever stopped playing. Right. Um, I don't know. Our team's... The weakest person on our team is definitely Repairman. He's a huge, useless pile of shit. Yeah, it's really tough having that guy on your team. can barely breathe on his own. But otherwise, it's mostly TDA people, and we were all right. Win streak. Hashtag so win streak. Win streak champion. I think we'll do okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then your team has your also half TDA and then MH as well. Actually, no. Who, the only person in your team who wasn't in TDA is Polarity and Matt. Matt. Otherwise, you're all TDA. Yeah. And that, that seems to be, well, TDA was like the the kind of like center of gravity for a certain part of the community, I feel like, where if if, yeah. if you if you wanted to play a certain way and you were any good, eventually you ended up in TDA, I feel like. Yeah, because especially because it outlasted everyone else. So that's where MHTCK and TDA, TDA outlasted those. So everyone just gravitated to TDA. And also anyone in DD eventually just ended up in TDA because we were all buddies and pals. Yeah. Um, so Matt, Fat in the broadcast. Oh, he can't hear what's us. What's funny is I don't. There's only like half of these names that I recognize. I'm gonna. Which is so funny for a game that's. Am I am I gonna throw this up so on the stream? I probably don't want to expose people's Steam IDs. That might not be cool. <laughs> uh, we're we're making predictions for the league, uh, Matt. Mm. Um, Taylor predicts. Yeah, you should throw it up because I can't see it. Oh, um, I don't want to show. I'll do a copy pasta. Let's do that. That won't be a problem. I don't think. I don't want to show people's Steam IDs. Actually, can I hide the column? No, this isn't my sheet. If you go to the roster channel in the Beer League server, Matt, you'll find a link there at the top. Mm. Yeah, I should show it on the stream, though. That would be good. Make a copy. Yes. Found it. And hide the Steam IDs. Bunch of broadcasters, eh? That's just the name of their team. They're the Broadcast Boys. Mm. Yep. Okay. So I know this is very small in the stream. Sorry, y'all. But you can see the teams here who are signed up. For the beer league, we got Vat and the Broadcasting Boys headed up by our friend Vat, who we talked about before. 
Team Rage, um, headed up by Authentic. I don't know these guys very well. I've seen Authentic play. Head Ed Netty fan. Can never forget that name. I think that guy was like like eleven or twelve years old. He was very young. Yeah. Yeah. When we were yeah, he was like thirteen when we were all like I think him and Lat must be the same age. Yeah. So he probably used to get to the point now where he's starting to have, you know, pubic hair and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh last minute team, these guys just signed up. I don't recognize any of those names. Not that that means anything. Uh, no. My team, NH. <laughs> Scrubs. <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't mean anything if I don't know you. Uh, team NH, that's us. A lot of TDA folks, MH folks. Um, basically, this is the all my friends who don't have a team team. So we'll see how that organization goes. I'm leading the team and also doing the broadcasting. So who knows who's, who's actually going to be running things? Looking at you, Matt. Um, <laughs> team two, we'll see. Team 2001, headed by our friend Jerry, a.k.a. Griffith. And this, your guys' team scares me a little bit. Like, is that because I'm on well, it? I, I, Should be scared. So, like, you were talking about the fact that people are staying up and playing TFC late into the night. And when I look at the people who are putting in the hours now, the guys on your team is who I'm seeing. Like, Bat, who's put in, like, mm-hmm. like he's been playing TFC, like, 40 hours a week for the last couple weeks, I think. He's also a part of the in-house crew now. Right. Yeah, I mean, Bat is getting scary. Um, Fish, I, I just... I assume whenever he decides to play, he's just going to destroy things. That's just what he does. Right. Um, repair, you know, weakness. What you going to do? Lee, yeah, you guys got a good team. Uh, he he needs to repair himself. He's truly, truly awful, and I hate being around him because he brings us all down. Repair said he went to bed at like six a.m. the other night. That is fucking late. That's dedication. He's trying to improve. You got to throw it out to him. The thirteen guys he didn't bother making harder. a new team. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, which one's the 13? 13 is the it's other the clan where I recognize the most names. Yeah, 13 was a clan way back yeah, when. They were I remember them. Huh. Okay. Nox was AO, I think. Zeroed was H2K, I think. Deista mm-hmm. was Rogue Element. Yep. I don't. I'm not sure what Natters was in. She married into H2K, so. <laughs> yeah, she was in H2K as well, I believe. She's pretty active in the cast, too. We had a fun uh, uh, medkit versus crowbar fight in a, one of the cast servers the other night. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up is Stack. So I think this is one of the, the Stack... Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to show that team name. So this is a problem, y'all. And people don't know about it yet, but I'm going to call it out when I, when all the stream stuff goes out. But um, I'm not going to be calling out not safe for work team names on the broadcast. It's not for people who are watching it live. I don't care about that, but this is going to live on the internet forever. So if you have a not safe for work name to your clan and don't want me to rename you on the fly, maybe consider choosing something different. Just throwing that out there. So stack. You're so mature now. So mature now. It's a, it's a, it's about ass covering, man. This is one of the main lessons I've learned in my adult life. Is yeah. Do what you got to do, but cover your ass. One of the most important lessons okay. anyone can learn. And back in the day, we all lived in 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 a little black hole of the internet where almost nothing escaped. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, most true. But nowadays, everybody trolls each other on YouTube, and you know. But in a self-aware way. It's suicide. You notice exactly. Knowing how it will it's real like scary that. that the catacombs is back up now. It is scary. So yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. Let's let's finish the, the team roll up though. So stack, yeah, this is um this is uh, Amir's team. So Amir being Wheaties and Doug. Doug was live on Twitch most nights. Oh, they got Fatal. He's gonna cheat. Is Fatal a cheater? <laughs> Griffith has an interesting story about him. He got his uh his account vacbanned. Yeah, Griffith's account vacbanned. Griffith let him borrow his Steam account for some game, and when he when Griffith got it back, it was Vacbanned. I'm not sure if that was for TFC or, not or cool. something else. Not cool. Very suspicious. 
we'll watch out for that. NWO, I, I heard these guys withdrew. Maybe I misheard that. Oh, actually. Why I, would they withdraw? I don't know. Too scared? I know E-Dub is still playing, so okay, he's still going to be playing. Okay. Maybe I misunderstood that. Uh, Frizzle is saying they're in. They didn't withdraw. Oh, he also corrected me from what I was saying earlier about the league format. Uh, apparently, we're going to be going for a nine-week regular season and a four-week playoffs. That's 13 weeks, one quarter of the year, boys. This is going to go into summer. I, I, if, I'm a little worried, Frizz. I got to say, like, like if, if the world really gets its shit together and this pandemic lifts, I feel like people are going to evaporate out of their, out of their basements. Oh, no. The, we're banking on the fact that they won't. <laughs> i hope more people die and suffer worldwide so that our little old video game can continue mm -hmm. that's gonna be edited out <laughs> that's gonna be a great sound thanks Taylor. <laughs> okay no problem that's why i'm here. so next is team fish um fish j uh so jesus fish team jesus fish see no master this is no 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 oh, they're team jesus fish. That. this is what i'm okay. talking about this is what's gonna happen that sounds like a very good name. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very wholesome. It it shows their devotion. No, there's nothing. I don't. I don't. I feel like masturbators is just fine. I can understand where shitty team for uh, those words you don't want me to say for some reason <laughs> that certainly crosses the line. But masturbators is like a good ten feet back from the line. That was I in the movie Grumpy uh, Old Men, I think, wasn't it? I guess. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's where that came from. Look, I. I I I don't make the the rules of what's safe for work and what's not. I just know what is. I don't think that that quite makes the bar. So this team, this is the team who's admitted they're gonna they're gonna play off classes. We're all gonna hold them to that. So, you know, Lat's playing sniper, which the sniper class is fearsome, right? It is. Since they updated the net code, sniper has gotten stronger since we last played. It can kill a soldier in one shot now, which from all of our memories is not how it used to work. Not a headshot, but just like center mass. A body shot? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not good. Uh, yeah, and and the uh, hit detection, which used to be all on the server side, is now, I think, 100% client side. So you don't have to account for your latency at all when you're aiming. The paramans is fact check. Fact check what? Okay. Fact check this candy. You got to explain I that I think he's referring better. to me. He also called me ugly, and that hurts my feelings. So rude. Well, you have the platform, and you've been defaming him it. pretty hard, to be fair. Well, that's because he's a giant cunt. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay. So, Repair, you, you next time around, you're going to get a camera, and you're going to come on here, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Pit Player does have a point, but... I don't know if he wants a camera right now, because he said something that was really fucking hilarious. <laughs> do you remember what I'm talking about? No, so I don't. I, I do. It was where he said that his uh, wife, or he was breaking himself as a fat piece of shit, and his wife told him not to. His wife keeps yelling at him because he refers to himself as a fat piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's taking the pandemic well. He keeps posting pictures of what he thinks he looks like, and it's like the dude from Event Horizon whose eyes have been scratched out and his face is all fucked up. What the Where is this? Uh, I'm sure he'll paste it okay. in a second. You can enlighten us, Repair. Okay, so Team Jesus Fish, these these are the, the scary um, in-house guys I know about. Um, I think these, this also has the core crew that actually, if I remember right, uh, they all rolled up on QuakeCon last year. Um, 
I imagine QuakeCon is not going to be a thing this year. They already canceled it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's right. I mean, QuakeCon's got to pivot to Diabolical, otherwise it's just going to die anyway. Well, yeah. Also, the fact that no one can go to it doesn't help. Yes. I mean, even if whatever. Yes. Point taken. Last team, 420. Do you guys know anything so about the 420 using, community? Yeah, they're all using aliases, um, but some of the people that we know in there are Kix. Kix is in there. Is he on another team, though? Um, Keys, I think. No, that's his team. No, you're right. Days. Yeah, that's his team. Okay. Uh, Slingshot was in there. There's a few others. Okay. I expect this team to be a master of the map Fry Baked. Mm-hmm. It'd be very sad if they weren't. I wonder if that's on the list. If not, it should be. I don't think it is. It's a map they play in in-house all the time, so I would kind of prefer it not be on there. Yeah, I think they're, they're going to probably banned. That would be the best way to handle it, I think. Just ban all the things that they play all the time. Yeah. I Also, the classes that they play, ban those as well. I heard a rumor that uh, in one of the last weeks of the, the season, we might be getting Warpath as a map. I hope so. I sure hope so. We've been having fun that was playing that. It, it's, it holds up surprisingly well. I want to play Ravelin just to see what kind of clusterfuck it is. Okay. But yeah, looking at this list, I mean, like, if this was 2004, like, I would say that our teams would likely win, right? Yeah. Just comparing to who we have. And I'm not saying this just to be egotistical, but, like, I'm more talking about the other people on our team that are all, like, really, were really, really solid players, right? Um, and it is very stacked because it's, like, you know, there's a, there's a, a good mix of, like, people that have played at a very high level back then. Unfortunately, it's not 2004, it's 2020, and everybody has real lives except for um, the fish team and the stacked, um, and they're the ones that have still been playing for 15 years. So again, I, I, I do expect that like some of the teams are going to give them a bit of a run for their money, but I still think it's fair. And just so we're all clear, this is, this is friendly, friendly rubbing it in. Uh, look, Team Fortress Classic, if you put 10,000 hours into it, that's okay with me. I love the game. I'm glad people are playing it. I'm glad people have been keeping the light on while the rest of us have been off doing other things. And it's I'm glad that there are so many people who were big nerds with huge hard drives who have kept backups of all of this stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the biggest bummers when the our, our community Discord server, the Catacombs Discord server came back up is that none of the old institutions, um, the forums, the Catacombs forums, uh, the stock exchange, uh, which had all the clan rec- the match records and the write-ups, and um, what else? Um, I guess there are a few other things too, like um, conspiracy. Conspiracy was another one. That's what he just. Oh yeah, said. sorry. Yeah, stock exchange. Fucking pay attention. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the tracker is back. That makes it easy to see what clans you were in. Yeah, it's good to have the tracker. I appreciate that. Uh, it oh, and I just discovered last night that the blardalizer is still up. And people still put logs on it, but it's the furthest back I can go is 2006. But it's really fun to see some match stats from back then and remember that you used to be good at the Send game. Send me a link to a blogalizer, Taylor. Let's show it on the stream. I found one last night that proves you were in TDA because you couldn't remember ever playing a match. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't so know, just... um, you know, I'm Darth Greg. I ran Misdirected Hostility after we. F- I finally stopped trying to make it a thing after version two. Um, I I hung it up called it over and uh i kind of uh retired into tda and eventually I just stopped playing tfc and to be honest i got swallowed up by world of warcraft yep i'm one of those guys but uh i don't remember actually having ever played with tda and taylor proved me wrong there and he's let me down by being slow with this link did you only play with tda like one match i just i just sent you the link it was less than a handful what are you talking where, about where is it 
It's in the studio channel. Oh, I see it. I see it. Come on. I was never in TDA or MA. I thought you were so going to notify me. No, you don't deserve to be in. So, <laughs> so this is the Blargalizer. It's just a, a match analysis tool, right? It's only, it's only grabs one round, correct? Yeah, you have to upload each round. <laughs> there, there's some uh, there's some good uh, uncensored names on there, too. <laughs> Put us what is DVS? Who was that? Yeah, I don't remember them either. There must have been some plastic level I think team. this was towards the end when STA had to condense down to three rungs. And so all the clans that were below platinum and all the clans that were in platinum got smashed into the same ladder together. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go well. Remember when uh, one of my favorite things, it's interesting to think about the like evolution of the leagues because remember when they introduced Titanium for a little while there? Yeah. Um, and then they had to like scale everything back because everybody stopped playing because the gap in platinum was so big like between the bottom rung platinum and the really high end platinum. Yeah, there was a phenomenon that happened as TFC got older where the better players in, in increasingly were less distributed across different clans and all joined mm-hmm. the same ones, which meant that the the, the the two or three clans who were who were the best were just enormously better than even the second rung down. Yeah, Repair uh, always credited Zero Tolerance with creating that because they were kind of the first super clan that just grabbed all the best players around. And then I think they dominated for a pretty long time. Until we destroyed yeah. them. Until MH took him out. <laughs> we took him out. That's right, baby. That was us. I want to say shout out to Necro for your fire alarm going off. <laughs> and shout out to whoever said All-Star ruin everything because it's true. I think one <clears> of the other things is like, I'm talking a lot of shit now, but that's such like a key part of this game was the shit talking yeah. in the community because that's like, I'm trying to bring it back. We're all adults, but, and we may and be more what... civilized in some ways, but it's still coming back. The game's fun as hell, but the personalities are what kept us playing for so long and the conflict including the bad ones you need them well the bad ones were the conflict you had your team that you loved and then you had the other team that you thought was full of douchebags and it felt good to beat them yeah that was that was what kept you playing for a long time yep oh god is this me actually playing this is horrifying oh sorry uh so the tfc vod that i was playing is still going on my screen i was just realizing it's not it's not the in-house guys it's me that alarmed me for a moment that people were seeing that so speaking of performance, looking at this Blargalizer blog, um, you can see me uh, rocking 48 kills and 21 deaths, the, the worst member of the defense. So that shows you how much I was playing TFC at this time. <laughs> <That works. laughs> the least productive. Well, hopefully I was playing like a like a real lost leader position. Does it say what the map is up top? Bon Bon B6, which I don't remember. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Bon Bon? I, I Do you remember Bon Bon, Matt? I don't, know. But look at the top. The Studley, TDA Punisher, better known as Taylor. This is all yep. you. you. You love complaining about this guy. Better known as Unbelievable. Playing with Rep. Rep was very good. Everyone thought he cheated. I personally didn't ever see anything that made me think he cheated. But his attitude fucking sucked. Oh, my God. Playing defense with that dude was the worst because when you messed up, he just let you know that you fucked up for the next five minutes and he would constantly shout, unbelievable, and I wanted to kill <laughs> myself every time. Yeah, so this is this is Rep, not Reptile. Reptile, by the way, an amazing video game player who, who's moved on to things since Team Fortress Classic. Uh, no, Rep... He was a pro gamer. Rep, we have no idea what happened to Rep after TFC, I don't think. But he, 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 he played with us. He was in MH for a little while. Um... I can't remember the circumstances under which he left, but I'm sure they weren't great. And yeah, he played with and annoyed the crap out of a bunch of really great players. Now he went uh, pro gamer in TF2. I'm a reptile I think now, he played with 
Oh, Reptile. I He also went pro gamer in TF2, I Rep think. did? Both of them? Both the reps? Yeah, I think both of them did. Huh. I did not know Dosback will know. He seems to know everything about TF2. Get him in here. Yeah. I, I don't believe Reptile cheated. He's one of those guys that always scared me when I was young and new to the game. Let's see. What else? Uh, bon Bon was a CTF map with a small yard and a dark interior. Flag room is on the third floor of a tiny Baha'i flag room. That actually, I think I can kind of envision that now that you say that. Okay. That means nothing to me. It's really upsetting that I can't use Google to remember what any of these maps are because Google has no <laughs> idea. This is one of the biggest weaknesses of something this old is you can't find something this old and this obscure is you can't find it on the internet anywhere. Right. It's pre-Google uh, indexing everything. Yep. It just shows how old we are. So, Which means that all these maps that we're playing, some people have just held on to for 20 years. Which is wild for me, to me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you somehow stumbled onto this stream or VOD and you don't know what Team Fortress Classic is or where to learn about it, I will be putting a, a link to the, the Catacombs Discord in the description. That's where you can go. You can mention me. Uh, I honestly don't know that I'd recommend new players try this game at this point. What do you guys think? I wouldn't recommend it either. There's no reason. You'll just yeah, It looks old as shit. There's no community of, of, of new people to actually play with. Everyone who's in it is... is it's it's kind of like everyone's at that SDA titanium level. By the way, uh, just for clarification, because I I'm a horrible person and forgot, but uh, Bon Bon is Nick's map. Okay, it is. Yeah. Oh, is it another terrible one? It was his. It was, no, it was it was his first one. Siege is the only one that ever took off, but um, it was it was not. He admits that it wasn't his greatest effort. Siege is a great map though, and it's still constantly played. Siege is very so. popular. Yeah, like so when you're. Hard. When yeah, you were played, streaming a bunch of Siege footage earlier. So When we played, you could just type light gamma zero in console, and then the game was right. And now that's considered a cheat, according to Steam, and it doesn't let you do it. So I, a lot of these maps, like Stop and Siege, are both kind of dark for me, and I have a hard time telling the red from the blue. Yeah, maybe some TFC pro gamer in here can tell us how to fix our light settings. I have the same problem Taylor does. You can see here some footage of me playing Stop. Um, Dospack just messaged me a bunch of stuff earlier that's supposed to. Yeah, fix I don't it know. Well. I don't know what problem you guys are having. It looks fine for me. Uh, well, like most it, maps look fine, but maps like Stop are just too dark now. I think that you guys have like HDR turned on or something. Not that I'm aware of. No, uh, no. I don't think that exists in this game. So I think mm. that probably I think what Taylor's describing is a phenomenon of like there were there were kind of like fourth and fifth wave maps that came out. Um, after everyone in, in a TFC community had their config set up to be maximum brightness for, for sweaty competition. And if you had those really bright settings, these really dark maps looked okay. But if you're coming back to it with default settings, uh, you just can't see anything. But I like how you phrase that, sweaty competition. Well, competition is about sweat. Sweat is about competition. That is true. I do. This game got my heart pumping when it was a close match. And the timer's coming up to end it. And this is And you're like, oh god, are we gonna make it? That's one of the reasons I'm so glad that this beer league did not go with an offense versus defense format. Those thank god those moments of being in the last minutes of a game and seeing it be close and being in that moment is is you can't reproduce it with um so so for those who don't know, which I can't imagine anyone listening to this wouldn't, but what the hell. Um classic Team Fortress Classic is capture the flag. Two bases two teams. So each team has to split into people who are trying to defend their flag, people who are trying to get the other flag, offense and defense. Typically in a 5v5 format, you have a three defense, two offense split, but not always. Um, and 
offense versus defense is a, is a different way to organize those those uh, ten players five on each team, where instead of having um, five versus five, where they're both going at each other's flags at the same time, everyone agrees that one team is going to play offense hundred percent, one team is going to play defense. They'll play for a little while, total up their score, and then they'll swap. And then they'll total up the scores over the two rounds to see who wins. But uh, I think that it's uh, less, it's less, um, it's less tense, and uh, I think it's less fun to watch. It's yeah, it's certainly more about participating than watching. It was yeah. great back then because you didn't need to field. I mean, that's still why you play it now. You didn't have to field as many people, and there was less and less people because it used to be pickups were the thing instead of four versus right. four. And you would just make a channel in IRC and 50 people would join. And then it was like gym class where there's a captain on each team and they pee on or admin the people that they want on their team. And then anyone who didn't get picked has to leave. And I remember that last night. And then I realized that's why all the clan tags and guilds mattered back then because it, it was recognition because there were so many of right. us that your name necessarily wasn't all you needed. You needed the tag on you. And then it got you into more games and stuff like that. It also lets you compare the levels in a lot of ways, right? Because then, like, you know, if you, you don't want to, like, if you were playing at a really low level of TFC and you were doing a 2v2, you didn't want to pick all the guys with the high-end guilds. Right. Usually. So it would make it right. a more interesting for them, too. So it's the opposite is true as well. Yeah, the guilds were kind of a way for the community to matchmake itself, you know? Yeah. So in modern games, especially shooters these days, they primarily take control out of your hands for figuring out who you're going to play against. You press a button and it figures out who you're going to play with and against. And uh, but um, in Team Fortress Classic, matchmaking wasn't a thing. I don't know if the game was ever big enough to have the kind of matchmaking queue that you see in games. But um, so we needed to figure out different ways to organize, and we used chat programs and different uh, different things. And we had public servers where you show up and kind of you you got to know the scene in that server, and it wasn't serious. It was just kind of fucking around or practicing. And then there were these pickup games. And unless you could trade on your name, which there were people who could, um, yeah, because they were just like Fane, like Fane Raven just claimed to, to. He said all I needed was my name. Fane Raven was famous, but I'm not sure if it's <laughs> I'm not sure if it's for the reasons that he's thinking. But he definitely was famous. Um, and uh, but for everyone else other than Fane, we have tags. So um, clan tags and guild tags. And guild tags is a thing that I don't think exists in video games anymore i could be wrong i don't think they do now so Not because and it was, the, the guild tags them. were so specific to tfc too in a lot of ways right so sorry go ahead and explain what it was i didn't want to interrupt you. oh i was i was just going to add that uh so your, your clan tag is is the team that you played with and there were organizational implications for that um but your guild was less about who you were competing with and more about um the kinds of the kind of player you were so like what you specialized in specifically. Right. There were the nine classes, and most of the classes had at least a guild for where if you met a certain skill level or correctly networked your way in, you could wear that tag and be recognized by the community as having met that bar. So, Taylor, you and I were both in Dead by Dawn, a soldier guild. Um, the best one. Yes, correct. Uh, Matt, were you in any guilds? I was in T5 for Rep and I representing T5. That's a scout guild, right? Yep. Yeah. So soldier being why was it five? It's a good question. Uh, because it was like Tiger Scouts, right? And the five was because we were edgy. We decided to change the S to a five. 
anti-tiger scout. That didn't come across at all. Yeah, I think Fane wrapped myself and Nick were all in T5, if I remember correctly. Didn't understand that at all. I thought maybe it meant like you play scout, but you're so fierce at it that you're a medic, which is class number five or something. Yeah, scout was See, one. it was ahead of its time. It was, it was a riff on Tiger King. So, you know, you had to just kind of... Play a time traveling riff time? on Tiger King. Yeah, time traveling <laughs> riff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and but and the guild rivalries were fun. And I don't know. Like I, I think this is a, not a TFC specific topic, but um, you know, one of the things when I was looking at sitting down and doing this show with you guys this week is uh, looking at news topics. Is I actually happened to pick up um, a rant on the PC gaming subreddit where someone was like. First-person shooters don't have dedicated servers anymore, and matchmaking sucks, and I hate it. And I got me thinking about what those changes looked like, and what kind of people, what kind of communities form around games that don't make it easy for you to play together. It's it's very different because you end up, I think, playing with people who, um, implicitly, are are more committed to the experience somehow. Yeah, it's it's a little different, I think, it, and it, and it, this very much is of a completely different experience between console and PC, right? Is that like servers did garner sort of a community in a lot of ways that matchmaking didn't have. Yeah. But one of the interesting things that I see on console specifically is that they basically like uh, one of the common like cultural things on Xbox is like if you're playing a lot of like match made stuff with some person, generally you'll add them after the fact as a friend and then keep playing with them. That's like a common like cultural thing that happens right. within right. the Xbox community. But that's like really the extent of it outside of, you know, and that's really actually just the extent of it, yeah. to be honest. So it, it, that, that community aspect just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And it's because the, I think, you know, a lot of those tools, like you mentioned, are inside the game now, whereas back in our day, um, none of those tools existed and we had to kind of seek them out and make them ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's fucking nerdy. It's very niche. You know, yeah. dealing with um, Frizz and Harm and Dosbeck and a bunch of other people have been putting up all these servers for us to play on. <clears throat> and listening to all the bullshit that they're dealing with kind of shows me why um, matchmaking is so successful now. Because like we were all playing on the server that Griffith has bought for us the other night. And I think it uses the config that Frizz made for all these beer league servers. But everyone was like, hey, air strafing feels fucking weird. What's going on? And then it turns out that it was set wrong in the server config settings. So we spent like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to fix that and how to get team kill back on because we can't remember the command anymore and a bunch of other stuff. And then when dealing with all that, I completely understand why matchmaking became the thing because it's, yeah. it's the equivalent of plug and play. Yeah. You just yep. go, but it does kill, well, it doesn't kill your community because all these games are successful, but I'm not going to find another community in a matchmaking game that I communicate with for 20 years to possibly the rest of my life. I don't, sh there's no signs that I'm going to lose contact with you guys anytime soon. Not now that we have discord on the internet. Yeah. Thank God for discord. Everything's even just though, becoming more and more connected. Even though when everybody got reconnected, you didn't invite me on Facebook like an asshole. I and told you, I thought you wouldn't give it a took, shit. It took me going to Hong Kong and getting drinks with Nick being like, Hey, did you hear all these people are getting back together? And I was like, no. <laughs> you were such a fucking hipster. I thought you would be like, that's old. Who's going to pay attention to that? Then still again, true. if you're a hipster, I mean, that would make you love it. So It's still true. It's still old. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is old is new again. What's going on here? 
But yeah, Fane made a good point just on the chat where it's like one of the things that Discord has replaced that in a lot of ways. Um, and it is sort of like a combination of the IRC plus the server construct in a lot of ways. Uh, and voice chat. I mean, I, I do that. Yeah, it's it's voice chat. It's like a way to build community. Like he was mentioning his son plays Roblox um, with like a group of people on Discord. I'm on one for racing sims too, of people that I do racing sims with. So it's like there's a there's still community it's just it's not it, it's not the same centralized type community like we were used to it was it's much more decentralized right. nowadays well i mean in a way the um if you think of discord servers as kind of like irc channels it's, it's kind of similar you have a chat yeah. client and you can join different content channels different community channels i mean the different the, one of the things with discord is that what you can do in a Discord server is like a thousand times deeper than what you could do with an IRC channel. It's also yeah. when someone leaves your Discord server, it really stings compared to when they <laughs> left an IRC channel. <laughs> People leave IRC every day, but in Discord, it's like a life choice. It's like yeah. you, they they took the time to go in the menu and pick leave, and it's and it feels bad polarity. Yeah, but then when they come back, it feels so much better polarity. That did feel really good, polarity. <laughs> when you came back. Thank you, Zoloft. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we had another recent departure from our, our, our little Discord community too. Um, uh, lovely, uh, good old what? Good old Doomy. Yeah. Good old Doomy. We miss you, Doomy. Oh, You're welcome back anytime, brother. Shout out to Doomy. Let's play Rocket League sometime. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, carry us. Okay, so. Let's bring this back. Uh, we talked a little bit about matchmaking. We talked about, let's see, Blargalizer, the league setup. Uh, what other TFC topics are there for us to go over? I don't know if I really have anything else. Server bans and dedicated servers? Yeah, so calling back to what you were saying, Taylor, about the difficulty of setting up servers, I think F Fane Raven was playing with us, and he, he spawned in, and of no action of his own, telefragged somebody and then got banned for team killing. And we couldn't figure out how to unban him. Well, that yeah. he, it's when you get enough team kills in a certain period of time in a server, by default, it's set up to ban people. And that's what happened with him. Telefragging doesn't list as a team kill. Oh, so it had nothing to do with it. Is that what you're saying? Oh, you know what we need to make sure isn't on? Is when 1.5 came out, they introduced a feature where if the other team is stomping a team, that the damage that you can do starts to lower and their damage starts to increase and on put pubs, a in? yeah have you guys ever experienced that N not that i'm aware no. of you could like headshot people five times a sniper and they still got all their health oh so hopefully that's turned off or turned on when we're playing stack and jesus fish yeah maybe that should be the thing for playing the people who have been playing the whole time <laughs> we get the handicap yeah that'll make it a much more fair match <laughs> okay let, let's wrap up this, this TFC uh, nostalgia with some predictions for the Beer League. You, Taylor, we kind of got started when Matt stepped out of the room. Um, so let's, let's, do, let's do a few categories. First off, who's going to win? Um, who, who's, what the biggest upset will be? And uh, let's see what else. Let's just start with those, I guess. Who's going to take the W? You go first, Matt. I think so. Looking at the people that have played a lot, it's, I, I think the stacked team is gonna no actually it's it's a hard choice between the team fish and stack you know like team fish has a lot of people that i played with before and then they also have lat who is a fucking beast is now yeah 
Yeah, he's just really, really good. But um, like Doug, for example, he's he he does play a lot, but like he only recently came back, right? So it is it's an interesting one to see. I think the other one that's going to be a big surprise is Kix's team because a lot of those guys have played still a bit. So the four twenty team. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? Team two thousand one pounds everyone else into the motherfucking ground. <laughs> Eat your words. Team two thousand one. No, between the dynamic duo, we'll, we'll win. Repairman and Bad I don't know who we're playing first. I think we'll do okay. I don't see us beating the two clearly going to win teams, but I think we'll do all right. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way pretty much. Um, I I have a feeling that see one of my questions is like we called this back earlier. Um, Team Jesus Fish said that they're gonna sandbag it and just playoff classes we don't have any such commitment from stack i kind of feel like the sweatiest people are going to be the stack guys because not only do they have the experience but they're known to be top dogs and they're serious oh yeah so amir will straight up tell you he's a try losing he will always try his hardest they're going to have a very hard time losing i think and if, if anything i look forward to in this because i hope we get an up i hope we get a stack upset because that is going to make sweet sweet drama yeah but I do like the idea of having a sniper in match, especially because sniper is so much easier now. Or just any playing uh, in unorthodox ways is a fun way to come back. So here's an interesting, actually, Dexterity brought this up, and this spawns an interesting question for me as well. So he says, asks, what are our thoughts on some of the transparent weapon sprites that you see when you go to certain Twitch streams? So those were banned eventually, right? Because they did give a clear advantage. Now, Here's are me. they banned in the beer league? I think most of the beer league rules are just copies of previous league rules. So I would imagine so. Yeah. So are people like that use those actively today? Because I'd imagine a lot of the in-house people do use yeah. them. Um, are those going to be allowed? My recollection was that a lot of people played TFC with, with weapon models turned off completely. I know I did in my later days. And clear clear sprites for weapons are not even as good as that. I think the... I see. I always, I always left weapons turned on because it helped me with concam. Yeah, there's that. Um, I don't know. I used to use crosshairs to figure out what weapon I was using. Frizz, uh, we're asking about um, clear weapon models. Is is there a, a league ruling on that, or is it is it um you know open season on clear, that? Clear, uh, no, clear explosion sprites specifically. Oh, clear explosion. Yeah. So clear explosions, I think, are a much bigger deal. And actually, I think there's a spectatability issue with the, it is with the default size of explosions. See. Not sure if he's in here anymore because he probably would have responded already by now. No, he just, I think he's, he's Gawker Chainsaw Hands in the chat. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we just gave Chris something new, new to think about. And I, I can tell he's just like, oh my God, one more fucking thing. <laughs> I would say ban them personally. Like, and you don't have to take my advice, but I would just say mimic the old league rules. That's the like easiest yeah. way to do these things. We got rid of them for democratic. a reason. Yeah, they were, they were removed for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Or we can take the uh, sort of uh, libertarian approach, like Repairman suggests, where we just do auto aim, <laughs> auto debt, wall hacks, let them all go. <laughs> Chris says he wants to keep them banned. Keep set with what STA ran many years ago. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I guess one of the, one of the problems with having a restricted policy like that is enforceability. Where we're run into a situation where, um, basically, because I don't yeah. know if we have tools anymore to do sprite enforcement we have more than ever do we you can just require that everyone twitch stream their match yeah yeah and who's gonna then watch through that? not me brother well and they have file validation stuff that you can run now okay is, is punk buster still a thing punk buster <laughs> that's a name i haven't heard in forever that was the most annoying piece of shit where you have to 
turn yeah, on a third party app to make sure you're not cheating during a match. I'm glad yeah, that once, was very short lived. It was good that VAC destroyed that, destroyed <clears throat> the Buster. Because didn't it fuck up everyone's game? It had issues. I never had issues. So, uh, Frizz, I have a question for you. Is it, it, does it count as performance enhancing drugs if I rail a bunch of Adderall before the match? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. I literally just picked up an Adderall <laughs> prescription. Yeah, so if we just rail Adderall before the matches, like, is that considered performance enhancing? Pupil dilation. Do I need to go score some drugs? Yes. I can take, like, a bunch of ibuprofen so that... <laughs> so ibuprofen. if you get destroyed, at least it's painless? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taylor taking drugs. Oh, so all be the day. Okay. There's going to be no blood testing, thankfully. <laughs> Everyone has to send in a swab and a jar of piss <laughs> along with each match. <laughs> <laughs> stream on twitch piss in a jar hair sample Frizz, let me ask you something um so let's say we can enforce the sprites whatever fine but i'm i'm I, I like a vanilla first approach it's simple um do you have any uh so i'm going to be broadcasting these matches i think that i might like to run uh reduced explosion sprites to make it easier for people to see do you have any issue with me doing that on the broadcast and you know sneaking it in while i play myself of course no just kidding anyway we'll wait to see what he says um, I, I, <coughs> broadcasting is a different animal than actually playing, of course. <laughs> Should have got that in here so you guys could discuss your plans. Yeah. Could also have been your test run. So you guys are going to do it at the same time, like co-anchors? So here's the way I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to kind of anchor the streaming experience for the Beer League. Every Friday night, we're going to broadcast two matches um, in the evening. Um, teams are going to be able to sign up, and we're going to try to, over the course of the 13 now weeks, I guess it is. We're going to try to, to highlight everyone's team, uh, schedule permitting. Um, but generally speaking, teams will apply. And then from the pool of teams who are available, um, I'll coordinate with them and we'll do that. But um, I completely forgot your question. Are you going to be co-anchors broadcasting the game at yes. the same time? Um, I am uh, setting an open door to that. He can jump in and co-cast with me anytime he wants. Um, absolutely. And... Um, we're getting things set up to make that happen, similar to the setup we have here, actually. And uh, I'm, I, I'm that... maybe getting in some other celebrity co-casters. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Special guest casters. Yeah, yeah. I hope it does. That sounds fun because that never shoutcasts were a rare thing. I don't understand what what criteria there was to make them occur previously, whenever they did happen. But <clears throat> to have like co-anchors broadcasting a game sounds fun. Yeah, I think it'll be hilarious. Yeah. You guys should wear suits, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, that move the lad just made right there, he really missed his conk. Let's just... play some football! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I hope... See, my angle with having Vat on is... I, I was watching his broadcast of the Push Tournament. Vat is an awesome play-by-play -play guy. Like He did really He was well. just like banging out, like, this is going on, this is going on. Really keeping you focused on the action. Um, I'm, I'm really more of a color guy, I think. And uh, um, that kind of a partnership, I think, is going to be cool. But, you know, we'll do my best with the call, with the play-by-play. Uh, -play, uh, All right, well, if he's way better than you, please just mute your microphone and let him take over. Hey, I defer to all the talent. Why do you think I'm not playing? I'm not playing so people don't have to be inflicted with my ability to play the game. Or my Bro, team. you were a TDA, TDA win streak champion, so, I mean, don't sell <laughs> yourself short. DD, baby. It is funny, though, that one thing that I did notice about uh, the split between the sort of Discord teams, the NH in 2001, is that the 2001 team is very D-heavy. Like, those were all people that played primarily defensive classes. 
And then our team is the exact opposite. It's very O heavy, like with the exception of a few on each side. So that'll be an yeah. interesting thing to see. Yeah. Bat and repair are the only two offense guys. Yeah. Dosback played O half the time. That's funny. Yeah. I was actually just, um, I'm looking at our roster because I'm trying to get us all lined up to play next week. And I realized the same thing you did, Matt. I was going to play defense on our team. I mean, I will if I'm not casting. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I think because Nick, Halo, Harmony, and I were all primarily offense. Offense. Seth always played offense. Phaser. Blur Phaser was, was defense. Yeah. Yeah, it's Greg and Blur. That's right the here. defense on your team. Yeah. The rest it's is offense. A, we do two. We, should, we should do some trades. Yeah, let's do some trades. Maybe we should. <laughs> and you know, one of the cool things about the beer league as well is um. One of the cool things about the beer league as well is the fact that, you know, it's a beer league. Like we're talking about rules and regulations. This is, I mean, this is the baseline, but I, I think that there's an also gonna, there's a ringer rule where if you can't f- field a, a full team, you know, get somebody. Let's just, let's just play some video games, you know, at the end of the day. I really appreciate that approach. Yeah. That's as it should be in this day and age. I mean, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Play some games. Speaking of game playing, uh, I have an announcement to make, which is I think we've locked in. Uh, up the, the, the league schedule is going to be announced, I think, in the next probably day or so. But in advance of that, I talked to the, the guy running the league, Riz, who we've been talking with this whole time, so that's weird for me to say it that way. But um, we, I, we have confirmed, I think, the first scheduled ca- match that I will be casting Friday next week. That's Friday the 24th. It's going to be your team, Bad Luck, Team 2001, against that and the broadcast boys. So You're going down! Yeah. Let's put. Let's do it. Also, is Vat going to broadcast or play? Oh, you got Doomy on Vat in the broadcast voice too. It's a fucking beta. He's <laughs> so here's the matchup right here, right here. Let me move all this other stuff down here. Didn't work. I recognize Crazy Ball. I recognize Doomy. I recognize Dexterity. I recognize Scaring the Kids. I recognize Vat. Features is the only new person on that team that I don't recognize yeah, from I don't back in the day. But he's got a really old Steam ID, so maybe he played. That's yeah, gonna be or, no, clearly he did play if he has a really old Steam ID. Yeah, I think that Vat, like me, is gonna try to broadcast rather than play, but but it'll depend on who shows up, I imagine. Do they have seven? One, two, three. Yeah, they do. Okay. That's the tricky thing about your two teams is your teams really only have six. So it's important that everyone shows up. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to Frizz about that. Um I think we might be getting an extra player slot for our team. I'm talking to a couple people to see if they can come play with us. Um I think he moved the max up to eight, actually, yeah. just because everyone wants to play with their friends. I, think That's I have another learning. who is interested, too. Who's that? Uh, Black Lab. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was like, I joined the too late. Do you guys have spots? And I was like, I'll check. Okay. Yeah, let's definitely uh, hook that up. Oh, you know that? That's a, is there like a, I don't know if a better way to name it. Here, well, politically correct. The not winners bracket where teams still get to play each other. During the playoffs, if, yeah, I don't know. That would because we're all here to play. It's it would suck if you're just eliminated first and then you can't play anymore. I don't know what the format plan is with that. Frizz will answer in thirty seconds. Have you heard of round robin? You fucking idiot! I had never heard of round robin before. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it is not a term that I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah, basically, round robin is each team gets a turn playing every other team. Oh, okay. So it doesn't just stop. That's what Round Robin is. I think it was going to be Round Robin, if I remember correctly. Well, part of what confused me is Frizz's wife's name is Robin. So I thought he just like had a stroke and wrote her name for some reason. Because I'd never heard of Round Robin before. I still think so. that's hilarious. 
What a moron. <laughs> Don't know what Robin is. <laughs> okay. So yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Tune in to this I channel. I like Polarity's suggestion of... Oh, sorry, no, you ahead. do it. Do it. Stomp all I over. I like Polarity's suggestion of doing an entire podcast of think, common shit that Taylor has never heard of. <laughs> That's got a high amount of potential. Actually, I was thinking about this um, before we started, um, in case we ran dry for any reason, which you know we're like an hour and 15 minutes down, and what I've talked about is one fucking game. Um, <laughs> the best game. The best game, yeah. Um, but I was thinking we should do like segments. And I thought one of the segments should be Taylor bitching about something. One of the high points oh, of my day, any day, is logging into the Discord and see something you're complaining about. Uh, There's so many things that go wrong in life all the time. And uh, Matt, you could, I don't know, like Matt's, Matt's business corner, something like that. No, it could be, it could be exactly like um, Stock recommendations. on Family Guy, where, where Peter was like, you know what really grinds my gears? That'll be Taylor's segment. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Nam would be a great, great one to do. Or yeah, we could we have lots oh. of Master Jeff stories too. Nam Story is like time. the number one person that I would like. Frizz asked me the other day um, something about Nam, and I realized that the only way we're ever going to know what's going on in Nam's life is if he has been incredibly successful. Because if he has not been, he's not going to come back around here again. Probably not. I mean, he could like be on Twitch one day and be like, "Hey, Team Fortress Classic." I wonder. It could happen. Maybe I don't know. Hey, Nam. By the way, I just. I got no no ill will towards you, man. If you're watching this broadcast, you pulled the master move of getting him banned from the catacombs. Actually, I found that by chance when looking through him again. Let's, let's save that one for story time. Save okay. that one for story time. All right. So, Jen, should we talk about some other games? We played other stuff, right? A little bit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Let's mm -hmm. think. So, mm -hmm. in addition to Team Fortress Classic, best game ever, um, and, and that always will be. Um, We've also, uh, all three of us, been playing a bit of Doom Eternal since it came out. Taylor, you finished the game. Uh, I think we all are planning to do like a Doom Eternal review on the podcast once Matt and I get off our lazy asses and finish it. But um, we got to let all the other reviews come out first so that ours is special. Yeah, we, we're going to be the reaction to the reaction of the reviews. I think we've actually seen a lot of interesting stuff in the, the, the review meta for Doom Eternal. Um, it seems like the, the first reviews coming out they're all like just i want to make it clear that polarity also finished doom on nightmare he's he's having a little go he's take some zoloft right now. yeah look oh <laughs> oh we already said you're invited to the the doom cast so don't worry you you won't have missed your chance um but what we've seen i think is that um brain freeze what we've seen is that the um first wave doom of okay. doom reviews <laughs> the first wave of doom reviews has um we're really kind of like, yeah, it's a great iteration on Doom Eternal, but there's not enough ammo, and Marauder is dumb, and all these things inconvenience me, and sometimes it's just too hard. Um, that seems to be the first wave of reviews, and now we're seeing a second wave of reviews that are like, dude, you're 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 fucking stupid. You weren't playing the game right. Look at your gameplay. You're terrible. Like, well, what are you doing? You weren't playing Doom Eternal. You you, you were trying to play Doom 2016. Um, and wanting that experience, and I didn't put that very well. It seems like the first wave of reviewers played the game, as reviewers do, quickly to get through the experience. They were expecting to get the comfortable power fantasy of Doom 2016 again, and they were a little inconvenienced because Doom Eternal has a different philosophy. Rather than trying to give you a comfortable power fantasy, I think Eternal is trying to really push you to your limits and force you to use all the game systems. Um, I'm done talking about this for now. Taylor, what do you think? 
Yeah. So I I played Doom Eternal on Nightmare from the start, and um, there was a lot of raging, <laughs> where I would die in one area twenty times, and that's just the nature of the way they make Doom. That's kind of how it works because you start out weakest and you find more shit as you go along, and you find more weapons and you get stronger and stronger. So at the end of the game, <clears throat> you've not only figured out how everything works, but you just have more stats and all that stuff. But um, when I go back and play Doom 2016, there is no reason to ever play that game again. Yeah. Because it's an absolute fucking cakewalk compared to Doom Eternal. Because between in Doom Eternal on Nightmare, if you stop dashing, you're going to die. So you have to constantly be meshing, smashing the dash, dash and smash. There's, there's something clever there. Hit that button a lot that makes you do the dashing. And uh, then you have to manage your ammo. You have to manage your armor. You have to manage your health. And you have to not stop moving period during all of that so you don't die and then you also have grenades to switch between that you have to manage and there's just a lot more going on but holy shit is it super engaging and challenging and fun and i loved the shit out of it and every i mean yeah i don't know what else to say about it besides i thought it was a really great game and the complaints about it being too hard are not just play on an easier mode i guess the challenge is what makes it fun. The Marauder is infuriating, but he's designed to be infuriating because when you encounter him for the first time, he goes against everything you know about the game. So you have to learn something entirely new. And same with enemies having weak points. You can't, they made it this time, so you can't just use Super Shotgun and destroy everything. You have to switch between weapons to handle different enemies. And that that's what it needed. It just makes it, you have to think a lot more about what you're doing. You have to always be moving. There's just a lot going on, and it's super damn fun. And I recommend everyone try it. If you had not played on Nightmare, would you have enjoyed it as much, do you think? Um, <clears throat> in the beginning, probably, because I would have died less. But by the end, no. Because I was watching Matt play on the difficulty below that, and he uh, he did very bad, and he should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the first time playing after I had finished Alex, so... Right. Well, I, I think it's... Just because it's easier that you don't have to try as hard. And so I think that made you die a lot more. Because when you're yeah. playing on Nightmare, you have to be really focused in it. And when you're playing yeah. on a lower difficulty, you don't have to be as much. And that not only makes it less fun, but I think it somehow also makes it harder. The thing I was having trouble with, I think, is that the the mechanics kind of build on themselves so much. And when you don't play it for a little bit, like I basically paused it for like two weeks to play through Alex it like you forget what to do kind of. And so there's this like ramp back up into the game to like re-enter it, right? That it sort of progressively teaches you as you go along, but but it does, it is something that you can't like pick up occasionally and play. You have to actually like kind of be dedicated to play it. Yeah, there's definitely um, a warm-up period for it, which is just like how TFC worked. You're rusty when you first get in, so you got to play for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It seems to have really channeled um, an audience of people who typically play competitive shooters or or, or, or or really trade on their skill in terms of what they present um, like on Twitch or as their content channels. Whereas I don't think the first Doom did that. It didn't really capture people. You didn't see like 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 Rafa, who's, you know, the most well-known Quake dueler there is playing Doom 2016. But the word got out about... You did see Shroud. You did see Shroud. I mean, Shroud plays everything, though. That's Doom Eternal, though. Oh yeah, sorry, Doom. And, and I don't think Shroud played Doom 2016, did he? I don't think so. Yeah, it's it. I don't. The word is getting out that Doom Eternal is a game that rewards investment, and um, it it positions itself really uniquely um, 
by being the well-known successor of a game that people enjoyed, like that comfortable power fantasy, but also iterating. I wonder how people are going to approach this third new Doom game when it comes out. You know, Doom Infinite or Doom Universe, whatever, whatever, uh, wherever Hugo Martin's imagination goes. Oh, look, this is a cool bug. I somehow walked into the wall and <laughs> got stuck, and I redo a freaking room. Anyway, there's um. I mean, I don't. Go ahead. I don't know where. I mean, they'll, they'll take it somewhere, I'm sure, but I don't know where else you can take it because you've got there's a lot of shit in this game and it all worked really well. So I'll be interested to see whatever they make next. If they make it even harder, that'll be really impressive. One of the things that I hope that they do better is not any of this challenge and sweaty try hard stuff, but kind of some of the storytelling and I haven't gotten through all of it. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a full accounting of it yet, but I don't like the way doom internal pulls you out of your perspective to tell you the story. Yeah. The cut scenes. It does. I kind of like more of like for this kind of game, I think you should take a half-life approach where the scenes unfold around you, you know? Well, that was the way so his hands were so expressive about his anger in the first one that it was always just hilarious and that's kind of lost in this one. Yeah. But they do try to expand the narrative greatly, which I appreciated that aspect. Some of the lore is But <laughs> it's cool that it's there, but man, some of it's fucking hard to read. It's very confusing. There, there are like it's very obvious <clears throat> that there are a few of the the lore lore books artifacts. I can't remember what they're called, where they put in some actual time and you know did some editing on it. And look at the rest of them, and it's like, all right, take this paragraph and throw as many adjectives as you can in it. Just do your best. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true, and there's just so much of it. It is absolutely insane. Like, and I've said this numerous times before, but like they need to create an audiobook companion for it because <laughs> I just want to like listen to it while I'm cleaning the house or something. Well, that's what they did in the first one. All the codex entries were like these, just a random voiceover in hell or whatever that was. I'm still not clear what dimension you were in, but, and it worked really well because it was just so over the top about how destructive the Doomslayer is. And then that's when you learned that it's one of those I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me scenarios where hell is afraid of you. I thought that was a great revelation. And then in this one, they just kind of continue with that. <clears throat> but there's a, I don't know if you guys have made it there yet, but there's a level in this game that is basically nothing but finding codex entries until you get to a boss fight. Hmm. Oh, I feel like that was the beginning. No, just wait. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's going to get even worse. It's the, last it's the longest level in the game and all you do is read. The last thing that I did... Now, Paul, I already just said that Dark, Dark Souls has a more coherent story than Doom Eternal. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, like, Dark Souls or De any of the Souls games or Dead Cells, like, for games that are meant to be super hard, their lore is, like, vague, but it does seem to paint a more imaginative picture where this is, like, a lot more just, like, word vomit. Make some shit up. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's just, like, think of, like, basically take a bunch of mushrooms and then look at, like, I don't know, listen to, like, really intense like norwegian black metal and then just see what you can come up with that's basically <laughs> what the lore is in this I, I i get the sense and maybe i'm wrong here that maybe maybe there's too much of an emphasis on trying to unite the lore of all the past doom games rather than just have good lore yeah doom wasn't exactly known for its story so i don't quite get that move either but whatever the game still they still combat was number one clearly so that's fine so if you haven't played Doom, actually, I'm about to come up in this VOD to a fight I really enjoyed. It's uh, it's this guy. Um, I can't remember what he's called. You can see he has he's a guy who kind of floats around. Doom Hunter. And he has a shield on top. 
and the sled on the bottom. He's the Doom Hunter. Yeah. So this is the first like named enemy that I came across. The only one I fought so far. This is a really cool example of a of a. I, I kind of like the way this boss fight went. Did you enjoy the boss fights in the in the game, Taylor? Uh, I did. <laughs> Your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I just love that section where it just zooms in on you and you're wearing a fucking unicorn, unicorn hat. <laughs> it looks great. That's in those how you scenes. let everyone know you're prime. Yeah, the fucking gladiator, the second stage of the gladiator is nearly, like it approaches Half-Life Black Mesa levels of broken. Uh, it was very infuriating. But other than that, I love all the boss fights. And the Marauder at first was... I thought impossible. I thought this was going to be a dead end for the game, but I finally got him. And then you have to fight him constantly throughout the game. He shows up all the time. So you learn how to handle him easy, but the gladiator is a one-time deal and he's completely different from all the other enemies. And he's got auto aim. Basically it's, it's really hard to dodge his shit. Yeah. It's a big mechanic in eternal is a big part of the reason that, that one of the memes is, you know, when in doubt dash for eternal is that um, and at the higher difficulties, the the punishment for getting hit by a projectile is fucking high. Like, if, if you have a full stack, well, you can get hit by maybe three or four shots, and then you're toast. Well, so that's the problem with the Gladiator, is the dash with him is broken, because he, like, tracks you while dashing. Oh. So escaping his hits is, I don't know how you do it. I finally got lucky and killed him, but I don't. I couldn't figure out, really, the mechanics of how to avoid being hit by him. You just have to kill him before he kills you. And it's a one-time fight. Yeah. Yeah. So that if that was a recurring enemy, fuck this game. I get <laughs> that it. Would have been horrible. So yeah, the, the the Marauder is the one who recurs, right? And the Doom Hunter. Doom Hunter and the Marauder both recur. This is one of the. So yeah, that it's it's interesting. It, it sounds like the Gladiator is kind of like an exception that proves the rule. Where when Doom is when Doom Eternal is doing well, it's rewarding you for taking the licks and learning how to play the game. It's like, yep, we're gonna make it hard for you to win. But once you've earned that skill, we're going to give you plenty of ways to 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 use it. Plenty of ways to make the rest of make the rest of it work. We're not going to just give you this one bullshit encounter and then have the rest be a cakewalk. Um, yeah. But if you learn to fight against one very specific unique enemy whose mechanics are never relevant again, then yeah, that sounds like it's a kind of the fly in the ointment. Yeah. I just love like I, I don't know who Hugo Martin had to convince to make this a thing, but I love uh, uh, a game that is. I like to see this this dark, and I hate to use the word Dark Souls, but everyone does, right? Dark Souls was always unique in, in its time because it made a statement to be like, we're not going to make our game for everybody. We're not going to make it easily accessible. We're going to make a great experience that we think hangs together really well, and we're going to say, take it or leave it, but you've got to play on our terms. Doom Eternal at higher difficulties has that same feeling, and I like that there are more games that are single-player that are kind of going down this 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 road that really speaks more to what I think is kind of like the aging um, original kind of core video game audience from the earlier part of this century, which we're a part of. I mean, I would think we can probably thank Twitch for that because <clears throat> everyone wants to be a streaming star, but no one watches the people who are bad. So you want to be exceedingly well, exceedingly good at these games. And so you're going to get more challenging games. I, I, yeah, the I Twitch angle it. is definitely... You can't separate gaming from Twitch anymore. Gaming from broadcast. Yep. It used to be that they were two separate animals, but now um, they're married. And, you know, we're a great example of that. 
I'm also a great example of, of someone who's trying to make it on Twitch without being good at games. So pray for me. Yeah, unless you're Nintendo. They, they're anti-streaming, so. Right. Well, <laughs> Nintendo seems to mostly be about relaxing anyways. Like Animal Crossing, I don't, I don't understand what that game is. We should talk about Animal Allison's Crossing. Allison's been playing it a ton. Yeah. Let me pull some Animal Crossing footage. I don't think I actually have anything. but I haven't played <clears> it, to be honest. So, so my, my poor wife uh, had an, an, has had an unfortunate medical ailment. Um, she's going to be fine. Um, but she's as a consequence, she's laid up for a little bit. And so um, I, I decided uh, earlier today to uh, get pick up Animal Crossing for and hand her my Switch to be like, you know what? Let's take a load off. Enjoy. I know you don't play video games much anymore. She used to play a game called Guild Wars with me long time ago but she doesn't really do gaming much anymore and she, it seems like she's really into it i took a break from the to get up before we started casting and i, I heard animal crossing sounds from the other room and usually <laughs> usually when i give her a game she plays it when i'm in the room and then stops so <laughs> i think it's a good sign see i'm thinking about my wife the only game she plays is tetris and it only ends in anger but she loves cute things and animal crossing looks adorable and it doesn't look like it's really a challenge. So I'm thinking about getting it for her for her birthday, but I don't know how I can possibly do that without her thinking that I bought a gift for myself instead. <laughs> so I guess I'm not going to do that, but that would be the only reason I get it, I think. <clears throat> if my kid was a little older, I could get it for him, but I don't see myself enjoying that game, especially because I would hate myself after I played it every time because I would say, Haha, what did I just spend four hours of my time doing? I think it's a... so. One of the coolest things about the the way that gaming has changed since you, since we all started and first met each other um, is that it's gotten huge and it has so many more people who are playing games, making games for different kinds of people. Um, we just talked about Doom Eternal. We talked about Team Fortress Classic. I think these are great examples of games that appeal to that older traditional gaming audience, which is traditionally nerdy men, right? Um, and this is obviously not a game for those people. Mm-hmm. It's a game where you're kind of in it for a relaxed aesthetic experience, and the thing that makes it hold together is is the long-term collectathon, which, you know, there are games that we play that have collectathon components, like Doom has secrets. Warframe was a great example of that. Warframe, yep. Any, um, like, Destiny, another good example of that. But um, in those games, you kind of got to really engage with the game, and you got to really, really, probably sweat a little bit. You have to learn. Animal Crossing is different. It's like, you know what? Come back tomorrow. It's all good. Hang out on the beach. The kinds of things you do there are uh, intended to not make, to not stress you out, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And they appeal to different types of gamers. And I think one of the things that we're seeing is that, you know, women are more w well represented among those people who like Animal Crossing and games like yeah. it. Stardew Valley is another example of a game that I see to be stereotypically um more fun uh, women have more fun with compared to other types, types of games i'm sorry my wife just came and threw a cat into my office and then walked away you deal with this <laughs> i don't know what that's about i assume they had a fight <laughs> cat fight we have two cats one doesn't like the other they fight sorry i just thought everyone should know that my wife threw a cat in my office because <laughs> that was interesting continue so matt uh your wife's playing this game right yeah, she is. Is she much of a she's, gamer? She also prefers... Not really. I mean, she she's really good at Tetris. Like, she plays Tetris 99 and regularly ranks one. Damn. Um, but she's, like, 
not one of those like she doesn't play a lot of competitive games she's more into like the casual uh-huh. types like this um and i think this is also like why this game kind of does appeal more to women is that like it's there's nothing competitive about it like you're not again this is totally mansplaining but whatever but like it, it's it's very much like a social <clears throat> thing where you're just sort of collecting and like creating a very like relaxing world for yourself whereas like we want to just listen to power metal and shoot zombies right but like th- there's a big th- i think that's like the appeal of it it's like it's like a game for the source of like entertainment's sake not because you're trying to conquer something yeah that's there's no outward conflict in it right it's like there are demons on this island you gotta slam otherwise everyone's doomed it's like that's why i don't i don't quite understand why i would feel like if i played this i've wasted my time whereas if i play doom it was a proper investment of my time because both of them are wastes of my time right because it's a video game that doesn't really do anything for you besides entertain you but taylor you have a funny attitude about time wasting when it comes to game related topics i mean what, what are you doing right now no you're right it's i think a lot of it has to do with having a kid because i didn't ever used to think about it this way but time just became a lot more of a rare consideration when i became married and then when i had a kid on top of it so yeah yeah you just you can't i can't i can't play animal crossing for four hours in the middle of the day if i were ever going to do that it would start at 9 p.m at the latest and then I'm going to have a wife who's going to want me to spend time with her instead. So usually it's going to start at 11 p.m., which then results in me staying awake until 3 or 4 a.m. And then uh, since I have a kid, I'm always going to be waking up at 8 a.m. the next day. And then that snowballs throughout the week. And so that's just kind of where I think about how am I going to spend time on this yeah. game? Do I want to spend time on this game? So Sounds like you want to u- use your time wisely on stuff that really gives a lot back to you. And when you have a kid in yeah. the picture, I think, I mean, I'm not a dad, Matt, you're not, you're not a dad. There are a lot of dads out there yeah. in the TFC community. And uh, shout out to the dads. Hell yeah. <laughs> the dads and the dad bots. Yeah. I think um, I got mine. That that really changes the way you see everything. Yeah, it uh, greatly. You especially now see everything that has the potential to murder people in your that are not very large. Hmm. So there's lots of like, no, stay away. No, don't touch that. I told you don't touch that. What the fuck are you doing? Don't, God damn it. Don't touch it. <laughs> so it's it's a lot to manage with a kid. But one day, hopefully he'll get older and he'll be my video game pal. And then I'll do a terrible job raising him. And he does nothing but play video games all the time. Limit your screen time. Have you had that conversation yeah. with uh, with your wife about how you're going to handle that? Um. Well... We're doing it terribly ourselves because because of the pandemic, there is no school. We got him into early education because due to his um, epilepsy, he needed it because he was a little behind. And then four months in, a pandemic occurs and closes all of the schools. So now he's not getting his early education, but we both work. So we don't know what to do with him during the day right now. So he's just watching a lot of Sesame Street at the moment. Yeah. So we're trying to figure that out. I think there are a lot of, I mean, we haven't talked at all about the pandemic, but I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's it's informing a lot of what, what's going on um, with the content we've been, we're even discussing. Uh, this TFC community surges that we're seeing is obviously directly correlated to the fact that people can't leave their houses. Um, it's been interesting watching, I think, some 
uh, uh, mainline, uh, like, um, I don't even know what you'd say, but like some TV and movie personalities and celebrities to try to take what they're doing uh, into the more um, more of our, our realm, like the YouTubes and the Twitches. Like I've seen uh, John Krasinski, the guy who plays Jim in The Office, he has a, a show on YouTube called uh, Some Good News that he does. And yep, uh, my wife loves that. He had like yeah. Steve Carell, and he has like you know people you normally see on late night TV popping up on those. Anyway, lots of things changing. Point? Matt, how has the pandemic <laughs> changed? Changed? Uh... <laughs> no, I was confused at that point too. <laughs> <laughs> how... <laughs> All right, I was waiting for the punchline, but <laughs> sorry guys, no, it's okay. I got nothing. But uh, one thing that. And and one of the ways that I've seen this reinforced, uh, in addition to you know stars of the world, is uh, we're seeing reports that Steam is setting records uh, for Mac for daily players. Which um, I mean, I guess it's not that interesting. It's pretty blindingly obvious. True. Steam is cool. A lot of people playing games. Fuck Epic. I'm playing way more games right now. So other than the games it's we've great. talked about, what games are you playing now? Rocket League. Rizzle Rizzle. <laughs> I play a lot of Rocket League. Uh, are you learning the ways from Doomy? No, he's too good for me, so I can't really. Play him. <laughs> uh, he would basically demolish me. Rocket League is one of those like passive games that I kind of like zone out on. Yeah. Like if I'm like sitting around like having a conversation, so I've been doing a lot of those like you know Zoom group chats with my friends, and I can't just like. Sit God damn it! I hate those so much. Even though I'm doing one right now. Yeah, you're kind of doing one right now, anyways. <laughs> but uh, even I can't just like sit there. Like we do a lot of like wine tasting on those. But I need to be like doing something else. This is just my ADHD and why I, you know, rail Adderall all the time. Um, but like, so most of the time when I'm actually talking to them, I'm playing Rocket League at the same time. And it's like this thing where it's like, I need, <clears throat> I need my brain to focus on two things at once or otherwise I'm not going to pay attention to either. You know, um, when you were growing up, did you go over to a friend's house and play video games with them? You think I had friends? No, yes. At least of course. Yes. yes. No, I did. Well, and, it, and during those times, the TV was the centerpiece. Right, right. So you're you're not looking at each other while you talk. You're all looking at the TV and talking. Yeah. There was a movie called um, Chronicle in 2012, which is actually very good, I thought. But there's a scene where they're all just staring at something and having their dialogue. And the director said he was inspired by just thinking about how him and his friends used to talk. And they didn't look at each other. They all looked at one central object and then had their discussions. And that is definitely how I have been uh, programmed. So I think that might be why I find all this video chat shit so uncomfortable mm. is I'm staring at a grid of human faces that are all just staring back at me and I despise it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I grew up in a, you know, I had three, three younger siblings growing up. So I got to see a lot of the faces around the dinner table. So maybe not as scary for me. But Taylor, you're a... And only child, right? Yep. And, and Matt, you got something to say? And Matt, you'd grow up with a lot of big dinner table experiences, did you? Oh, tons of them. No, I didn't really have any. <laughs> yeah, I grew. It was just my mom in the house, and there was no like dinner table discussion ever. <clears throat> Some of the most fun conversations I remember having with my uh, when I was school age were exactly like what you described. Taylor is kind of the, the the peer group being gathered around something and just just bullshitting like the way we are. Um, talking about whatever or making fun of something or um it's uh, well, I think it's like that... even when we play tfc uh-huh. it's tfc is just kind of the medium for socializing we're all playing the game Ooh. but then we're talking amongst each other while we play even here right now i'm not looking at 
either of you, I'm watching Doom in the center of the screen mm-hmm. while we talk. This is that fun fight I was talking about, by the way. This fucking asshole, Hugo Martin. He's like, fight a Doom hunter. And he's like, oh, you beat him? Now fight two. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that asshole. Matt, when you get to this part, you got to tell me what you think about it. I'll probably get wrecked, I'm sure. No, I'm going to I'm gonna hopefully next week pick Doom back up and invest more time into it. So. If I don't get back to it soon, I'm going to I'm just going to forget about it. And then Cyberpunk's going to be out and then we'll all be ripped. That's still months away, isn't it? Yeah, but the months fly by, man. September. It's not that far away. I don't know much about that game besides everyone's very excited about it. Really? And I think that just is off the reputation of The Witcher. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And the fact and that the Keanu trailers Reeves. look dope as hell. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is a good sell nowadays. He's reached uh, peak Keanu Reeves where he can just play himself and everything. Yep. Yeah, he's got it figured out. You get the sense too that it was it was completely by mistake. Throwing up Did it just happened. Look up a cyberpunk trailer here on the, on the stream so we can all look at that. Look at this fucking game. <laughs> Repair messaged me the image that he always makes himself out to be. Show it. Oh. <laughs> I'll throw it up. Put it somewhere. He posted it in chat earlier. I don't see it. At me with it. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> there it is. There's Repairman. <laughs> Anchor of Team 2001. <laughs> Conking and straight into the battlements. Coming for your flag. So, so good he doesn't need eyes. <laughs> that explains his aim. Yep. Wah, wah. Yeah, Cyberpunk is just basically going to be the, the biggest single-player RPG ever made. Or at least the... Um, in terms of production values, the biggest. Did you play The Witcher, Taylor? I never did because I played Breath of the Wild first, and now I just don't. <laughs> now you're afraid of anything else to. be better than it. Yeah, I'm afraid of games not living up. It's to a very it, different so game. I'll from just Breath. be disappointed. Witcher has tits. Yep, that's true. Witchers have tits. Witcher is um, like I went back and uh, at the end of last year when the Netflix series came out, I dipped my toes back into Witcher to remind myself what the game felt like, and uh, I. I had the very distinct sensation that I didn't need to replay it again, and I would more enjoy watching like uh, a, a YouTube video of some of, of someone doing all the cinematic moments. Because what made The Witcher, I think, what what its real enduring legacy has been in the last five years, not so much any of the gameplay, but the storytelling in it. And it, it, it's one of the most high production, serious attempts at storytelling in a in a video game we've seen. And this is just taking all that up another notch. Yeah, it does look very beautiful. I'll say that. I, I don't know anything about the story, but we've just, I think when they did the Keanu Reeves reveal last year, we just started learning a little bit about the story. But honestly, I, the hook is not clear to me. They are mining an existing I IP, but, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, it's, it's the existing IP, but I think it's mostly just following up on the Witcher bandwagon. That's really what they're riding off of. Didn't CDPR also recently announce that they're making more Witcher games? I don't know, actually. Like, I think just after I read the Netflix series that. blew up. I think it'd be stupid series, not to. As someone who knew nothing about The Witcher, that series was confusing as shit until the last few episodes. Oh, the TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I loved that season of Witcher as someone who's read some of the books and played through. I think I played The Witcher 1 and 3, but not 2. Um, but they obviously had to go through some contortions in order to make it work in a serialized TV format because a lot of the stories they told were short stories that were never meant to connect. Um as they were originally uh, told by the author, uh, Sapkowski. Sorry, I'm watching the trailer. It just looks it's so beautiful. damn good, but I don't. Is there any gameplay footage? Oh uh, yeah, there's some gameplay. So this is this is the yeah there is. this is the the Keanu Reeves reveal I think. We've got a city to burn. 
So good. I think the most amazing part about Keanu Reeves is that he's now quotes himself in other movies. <laughs> yeah. In John Wick 3. <laughs> guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> Cyberpunk gameplay. 48 minutes. Is that enough for you, Taylor? I got time. Where am I going? It's funny that they're also planning to release Cyberpunk in September when it seems like they should probably time it with a new Xbox, which is, I think, November, right? Huh. Well, it was supposed to be May. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be March. Maybe they're going to double March. dip. Yeah, because the new Xbox, I think, comes out in November, right? Beats me. PC Master Well, I mean, if you release it a little early, you've still got, you'll have even more hype behind it, possibly. The That's hype true. behind it already is unreal. That's true. So this gameplay looks... This looks like Borderlands. What? No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, just with the little, like, the damage numbers going on. I don't know. It just strikes me as RPG-ish. There's, There's tons of games that do those damage numbers. Yeah, I guess. Quake Champions does damage numbers. Yeah, Quake Champions <laughs> does that. I turned those off. Looks too much like Borderlands. They don't huh? exist for me anymore. So this looks highly choreographed. Um, yeah. And actually, it, it's not really... I mean, obviously, they have the UI turned off because... Um, or at least turned down. I can't imagine that it's going to look like this when you're actually playing the game. It's just so hard to see what's going on. Yeah, maybe... Hmm. Machine gun pistol. And th there's like a lot of animations that are that are getting packed in. Like there was the one where he uh, he held <clears> the guy <throat> down a minute ago, or she. I think you're playing as a chick, but whatever. I don't care. I think there's uh, someone the chattering in your ear sweet. this whole time. If you're actually listening to the audio, the lighting on it looks really good. Yeah, it's damn beautiful. And this is their own engine too. They're one of those companies who, and it seems like any studio who has the resources to develop their own engine makes the most amazing games because they have complete control over everything. It's expensive to do that. What though. I gather, there's some yeah. boobs for you. It's all oh, right. Go. I'm sold. I'll be buying it day one. <laughs> the other game that I heard that just got to speaking of like own engine is uh, the new Crisis game. Right. It's not. Yeah, it's not a new game though. It's just a remaster, isn't it? It's a remaster. What a bummer yeah. after the tease. Did you guys play the first one? A little My bit. PC wouldn't run it. I got it in uh, 2000. 11 or 10 i think i thought it was a really really good game and then oh that was one of my worst of the decade crisis 2 crisis yeah. 1 was great and then it just fell first to shit was, yeah, the first one was good i played it a little we have dropped uh, to 11 viewers our lowest number ever too meta yeah man. all the tfc chat was the most entertaining don't talk about viewers on the stream it's bad form get more viewers well i mean uh in discord people were asking if taylor's wearing a elbow brace I am because I hurt my elbow by leaning on the desk all the time. So I got a little padded thing. Jesus what Christ. What an idiot. Because I'm a fucking old man now. What a fucking grandpa. It's like, owie, my, my little elbow hurts. That's what it's like. No, I, I go to a masseuse and he works on that spot for me. And I almost die every time that he starts rubbing into it. It's just uh, everything's so tender there. I almost die when my masseuse rubs a different spot, but hey. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, talking about your butthole, right? Oh, yeah. Reminds me of a story. It's called milking. I heard about um, <laughs> the lead singer of Tool, uh, Maynard something. I can't remember his name exactly. Yeah, Maynard Keenan, right? Yeah, but like he, that. he had his hip replaced. Yeah, Maynard Keenan. Uh, and I learned that he had his hip replaced because. When he sings on stage, he smashes his leg into the stage constantly like this. And over the course of thousands of shows, he destroyed his hip. Interesting. You say like this, but I don't, yeah. I I don't know what like you're smashing. demonstrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, let's look it up. Anyway, Crisis. Who? 
Oh, I yeah. kind of Crisis was a damn fun game. I'm kind of having a hard time caring about this. Well, I I played their other game, Hunt, which is pretty fun. Yeah, Hunt's newer. Hunt's um, it's got something of a cult following. It seems like. Yeah, it's a good game. It also needs like a fucking supercomputer to run, but it's good. Seems to be their hallmark. Crisis didn't um will not be fun on Switch. Didn't Star Citizen originally use the Christ uh, the Crytek engine? I think so. You no, know we need we need one of our bros who's like a serious Star Citizen de- devotee. As endless discussion and content coming from that. I don't think anyone we know Who? is into it though. It seems like, isn't it? Hasn't it? I, oh, I looked up how much money that game's made, and it's like two hundred, not two hundred billion. It's made a lot of money like, for a game that is not done and released. Yeah, it's like a quarter billion dollars, I think. It's how much money they brought in, and they're still they're still Polarity getting says, money. Polarity says anyone who plays it is too poor to afford a mic. <laughs> they spent all their money on to afford this mic anyway <laughs> um funny story um guy who used to be my boss uh, a couple years ago um actually was one of the early uh um kickstarters of star citizen and he put in enough money at a high enough tier that he got to actually meet chris roberts in person oh really wow yeah. so that's why he can't afford a mic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I don't know. He said he didn't have anything interesting to say. I guess nice guy, but <laughs> what a fucking nerd! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's oh, I think that pretty much describes <laughs> it. Okay, well, uh, I feel like we're winding this down. Um, maybe we should save yeah. the Valorant ten cent discussion for another time. I think that's going to be rolling for a little while. Um, that's good because I don't know a single fucking thing about Valorant. Good. Well, you can go study up. I don't know either, other than it looks dumb. Sounds like real motivation to go learn about it. It it combines two games I don't like. What you gonna do? And it's uh being funded by shady Chinese megacorps. Bad, bad, bad. Ten cent, baby. All right, ten cent. So we're gonna end this on this the following news story. Gabe Newell. We're closer to the Matrix than people realize. And here he is, the majestic man himself. <laughs> he looks. I love his new look. Dude yeah, looks like God. Though. Did you guys watch this interview? Yeah, I did. It's the one with Robin Walker. And uh, they ask him, like, oh, you know, what are the games you play, Gabe? What are you into? And he's like, the area that I'm spending a lot of time on has been growing out of a bunch of research that occurred a while ago on brain-computer interfaces. I think that's kind of a long lead stuff. So that's kind of the background thread that I get pulled back into when other things aren't demanding my attention. We're way closer to the Matrix than people realize. It's not going to be The Matrix. The Matrix is a movie and it misses all the interesting technical subtleties and just how weird and the post-brain-computer interface world's going to be. But it's going to have a huge impact on the kinds of experiences we can create for people. Cool. Computer-brain interface porn. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. Teledildonics, man. They're making a... They're doing a <laughs> lot of crazy shit with that. Teledildonics <laughs> is the future. Is that a real thing? Or is that yeah. just something you Tell- made up? No, Teledildonics. Yes. If you, How do you not know what that you go is? To porn Let's sites, add this to the list that Polarity mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the porn site, there's there's buttons to sync your devices to the video. Now. Yeah. They make like an electric flashlight that you can put on your lap while you're wearing a VR Dude, that's the most amazing combination of letters I've ever heard. <laughs> Teledildonics. <Yeah. laughs> so we got round robin, teledildonics. We're, we're dialed. He doesn't even know what Valorant is yet either. So there's three for today. <laughs> Writing these down. I don't know anything. I'll have to go look up electronic internet wangs, whatever the hell a teledildonic is. Yeah, the biggest, the the earliest um, 
teledildonic is the love sense, which is what a lot of cam girls use so that they react to the tokens or tips that they get from guys. Well, that's the one where you see uh, chicks like like, like spazzing one? out when people yeah. donate money <laughs> so to you them. Know what the, yeah, you, it's a spazzing out. It's the pink one, yeah. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, ladies and gents, I think the Basement Side podcast is concluded for today. Um, oh, you, sh- you should have called it the Facement Side. I thought that was a really good basement name. Basement Side, yeah. So Facement Side is the the web the face cam variant of Basement Side. But um, yeah, great, great pun, us. Yippee. Wow. I'm all out of juice, y'all. Let's call this. Yep. So yep. on the internet, Matt Dev, who are you? Where can people find you and why? Uh, find me on LinkedIn at Matt Devin Chensey. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Plug those pluggables. What about you, Taylor? Uh, nowhere. Yeah. Um, you can find me on. He Discord. has no social presence. Don't look for Taylor. Correct. He's something that that Don't Matt and I it. made up. He's programmed by us. So uh, as for me, I'm Greg. I'm Deeg. Um, at Deeg Thoughts on Twitter, Deeg TV here on Twitch, where you guys are watching me now. We also uh, always go up on YouTube when we're done. And uh, yeah, I'm around. I will see everyone, all you TFC folks, next Friday at the premiere of the TFC Beer League. Till then, from our basement to yours, good night. Remember to bring all business ventures to Matt Dev and at LinkedIn.com. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. And goodbye. Goodbye.